podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey everybody, happy Wednesday, episode 714, part two today with Brian, um, talking talking uh, New York City basketball. I'm going to try to get this up on the web too, you're going to see some of the courts. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes so you can see what kind of the, the facilities he has to play in. But before we do that, um, let's give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. It is so easy to use. I, I, it will make your team better shooters. I know that. You might not be better scorers, but you'll be better shooters. Mention Coach Unplugged, then you'll get $350 off. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to be better. 30-plus years of coaching, I built this thing for something I would have wanted. I would have wanted a community. I would have wanted resources. I would have wanted help. I would have wanted someone to talk to. I would have wanted a, a place that I could always go to take care of all the noise that's out there. You know, there's lots of clutter if you're looking for it to, to kind of be narrowed down, you're looking for a roadmap, you're looking for a checklist, you're looking for a way to become a better basketball coach, teachhoops.com is your answer. Go over and check it out, and let's head off to the podcast. But to, to circle back a little bit, it was more so like I told them whichever one of you is going to be the first one to go have a chance to play college basketball, like I don't want you to get somewhere and have them ask you what program you came from. You know, right. and, like, and that's something that, that meant a lot to, to me and to the to – the, the men that I worked with in terms of like, you know, we were building something that was like a name, you know, right. I guess. Your like, branding, your branding, well, your marketing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a, that was a big thing too. When we came in, they, they, there was no, no sense of culture of, of, of that athletic culture in general, but no sense of nothing for them to be proud of. Their uniforms were ugly. Yeah. I mean, that's what we were talking about before we came on the air too. Even such little things as the logo matter. Like, you know, like, yeah, if you put a suit, you put a suit and a tie on and go to work, it matters. I was telling a coach a couple of weeks ago that I, first thing I did was talk to my ID and I said, we need new uniforms. And I got my first job. They go, right. Yeah. So they go, because it's how the, it's how these guys are going to feel is important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and the, their, their uniforms. And I had seen their program play a year before, cause I knew their coach and, and I just happened to be at the same place. They had a game one day. Um, but you know, we had a really ugly uniform, like uniforms are gross and there was no logo. Like it was a cartoon. Um, so I, I really went to work on, on, on branding the program, I guess. Um, actually, ironically, yeah, right. These are our first jerseys. I don't know if you can see. Oh that. wow, that's like old school, man. <laughs> yeah, but these these are way nicer than the first one. These are the first ones I got made up, and I wish that they had the old. I know that this gear had the first logo on it. Okay, but, what uh, the first logo look like? We'll we'll show the people that are watching too the logo in a oh, second. Oh man, yeah. Uh, but this, so I went to work after our first year. That year, I got those new uniforms, and um, I got. I got some gear for them and, and I really worked on that. And then when I realized that there, there was no financial support from the school, I guess would be the part of it. Like, you know, there's really good academic school and they have cool programs. They do, they do, they do cool things um, and they allocate their money how they choose. And, and I can't be mad at that. Like, you know, part of that nonprofit I mentioned before that my, some of my boys have gone study abroad trips in the summers to Japan and Costa Rica and uh, India and they, they did Ireland and they didn't pay anything. Um, so for them to those have those kind of experiences just kind of speaks to the school that it is, but at the same time, they weren't 
I can't hear you. Yep, you can't hear me because my my mic muted because I was drinking coffee. Uh, those are life changing experiences. Yeah, um, yeah, but it became clear that like there was nothing. Whatever I was going to do, I was doing on my own. Um, right. So you know, I ended up. I, I actually founded, and this is how you and I first met. I founded a basketball coaches clinic, and uh, I think it's great. I'm just surprised there aren't more in New York. I think you got a. I think you got a niche there. Don't cut into my market. Huh? <laughs> so don't cut into my market. Yeah, I know. I'm not trying. Trust me. There, there's 9 million people that live in New York City. There's plenty of big market probably. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think so it's great. We, we can talk about that at length too. But it was just a more, more of like we were going to change the way that people viewed the program. And like I told you, like a, people used to come there and their managers were going to play and they were going to win by 50. And Right. Um, and that wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't something that was okay with me. And I, and I think initially, if I could do the first year over again, I think initially I, I tried to, uh, I wouldn't say I tried to do too much. I think I tried to treat them like they weren't capable of handling what I wanted to do. Right. And, um, and I kind of, not that what we were doing was advanced, but it was just like, you know, it would take some time. And I think that I, I had always been a, a big, I played man defense and we pressed all uh my college career and you know high school big man team and i came out playing zone and i you know, I, I was trying to sit, i was trying to protect them right um and and, and they were probably capable of doing more than you thought they could probably uh, yeah to an extent but they didn't know it yet and i think yeah. i had to be willing to to take some bumps um along the way to to kind of go from there because they it's hard to to the psl is very big on new york city basketball is it's so probably different than a lot of places in terms of like very rarely do you see good defense. Um, and I, there might be teams that have a lot of steals, but they weren't playing defense. They were just running around and it was erratic and, you know, it, no one's playing pack line. No one's playing Virginia pack line. Seriously. No, actually, actually Ty Jerome's father coaches PSL basketball in, uh, in Manhattan and they play the pack line. Oh, I bet they do. I uh, bet yeah, they yeah. do. I've never, I've never, they're an A division school, we're B division, but I've heard stories about their pack line. I don't, I don't want to. And the thing that. is, and the thing is, I, what I, I mean, that's why we've gone to national tournaments all around because we play deep, we'll play deep, we'll defend you, we'll defend you. And, and the reason we have been successful against, I mean, seriously, we, we won a tournament in Florida and they, they had two 6'11 kids. One's, one's get was a sophomore getting recruited by Florida. We were able, and my tallest guy's like 6'5, but we, we were able to defend. And if you mm -hmm. can defend, you can play. Like, well, yeah, and I think that we had to get out of that um, that up and that erratic style of basketball that they yeah. were using from wherever they played at. Um, and like I said, that all circles back to the to the era that they grew up in. It's not all their fault, but you know they didn't play a lot of basketball, so they didn't. How could you know some what good or bad is in something if you've never seen it? Right. Um. So you know, and the, I think the biggest thing that really helped us my first year we took we had we had some one kid who was a who was a junior. Who had played the year before, so he, he had got major minutes as a sophomore, so he was somewhat experienced, but just erratic. But they came in and they bought in, and, and another thing too is that because the school is so small and various budget issues and things like that, we don't have a JV team. Oh, so really? And how many you have on your roster? My first, my first two years, my first year, I took twenty-one kids. That's a lot of kids. And people had that kind of reaction, like <laughs> we're doing right now, and people thought <laughs> I was crazy. And and I asked them, I was like, well, what am I supposed? How am I supposed to develop? these other kids could have a clue when they're a junior but not if they don't take beatings every day in practice for two years and 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 so here's a question for me how did you keep that how did you keep those kids that weren't engaged engaged like if i'm number 20 
20 I ain't playing ever how do you keep them engaged um I think we were very transparent with kids and I don't think we ever made it an A or B situation but like the 11 through 20 was always on one side of the court if that makes sense when when it was shell time or going over stuff and um just because like that's just how it had to be but you know and people like oh you should get a JV team let's say even if I did just from time constraints alone, they would be practicing at the same time as us anyway on the other right. side of the court. So how is that any different than what I'm doing right. other than they're benefiting from having my voice right. in my program? Which is the voice is going to lead them eventually anyway. Right. Do you have a JB program now? No. we no. Are, Actually, a couple of years ago, they started, um, they started a program that uh, was just for the urban assembly school. So I guess it's like an intramural program. It's the kids that don't make our team. But we still had... We started this year with 18 kids, uh, okay. but this year it proved crazy dread that we did it because we had a kid get hurt. We had a kid, two kids quit and one kid right. moved. And yeah. I think at one point we had like eight guys suited up. Like right. a far cry from the 18 we had in the beginning of the year. Right. Um, but I think we always did a, a really good job of making everyone feel like they mattered and they belonged. Um, and, I, and I would tell them all the time, like I didn't play a lot when I was in college, especially like my first couple of years kids in front of me were just better and I didn't that didn't change how I came to practice every day that didn't change me being the first off the bench during timeouts and getting water and leading defense chance like so I have no empathy for people that are selfish um in terms of of their role in the team like I'm not asking any of you to you know I'm not begging any of you to be here you know so I always told them like I was like I I can't empathize with people that are selfish in that regard because I've always put the team as first as I could have you know and and the the one or two instances when I can think of that I didn't it made me feel like crap because I know that's not who I am right um so so I think that was a big thing and and it and all just came back to to developing that culture and <clears throat> one of the cooler things that happened my first year is we played at a, a school in our in our division that was um perennially had run through the division kind of thing the last couple of years it was always them in another school they're a team in a tough neighborhood they pack their gym and their fans are not the nicest and right. um it was like our second game we had won our first game and i'm a i'm a confident person so i, I didn't think that i was gonna, we were gonna go in there and get the doors blown off us like we did and and there was a time where they were they're up pretty big and my kids one thing we, we we always never backing down it always became a, a big theory um theme for what we did like we're never out of a fight we're, we're never gonna back down we're, we'll, we'll always stand up and then there was a loose ball where two kids got tangled up and uh my uh my kid got up and their kid got up and he pushed first and my kid pushed back and he got a tech and my kid got the tech and their guys didn't i i ended up getting my first tech then i kicked the ball out of a door um um, it it showed that they were fighting i wanted to show that i would fight for them and we ended up there they were beating us by 35 starters in the game pressing in the fourth quarter just that kind of stuff that you should never really see yeah, and you should. Point, it's high school basketball too. It's like you're not. I, I looked. Over, I looked over to the coach. I was like, I have 20 kids. I can make this game last two hours if this is how you want to go. So they ended up pulling the starters, and uh, we we ended up playing them in our gym. Uh, that was probably late November. We played them in our gym in January. We ended up beating them by 15. Um, and so that that kind of showed them like you know we could be a lot more of a um, program than we thought. Like we we messed up their their chance to win the division. Um, we beat them by 15. They were extremely salty, um, you know, and, and kind of overall, it was just a, a good situation. Those are great. Those are great when you can get those. I had one of those this year too. Those are great wins. 
Um, yeah. So let's share some of the stuff that we were talking about before. I want to see that gym too, so people that are watching can uh, and show people the logo. I love the logo. Oh, uh, this one, this this is on the hat. I try to brand the program as best I can. I have another on right there on the sweater. Oh yeah, I like that. And what's your school colors? Uh, when I first got there, it was just blue and white. Um, okay. And I didn't. Uh, I kind of added gray on my own volition. Hey everybody, hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you subscribe, like. Jump up and down, review, do whatever you got to do. Um, also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Have a great And then this year we started incor incorporating uh, or navy and white. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, and then uh, this year I, I or towards the end of last year I think I I incorporated some like Carolina blue into our um, into our repertoire. You can see my screen now. I can see. Uh, uh, yeah, I can. I can't see the logo. I can see a a cord. Oh, there, there, there we go. One. This is yep. One of, yep. This one I want to show you. So that, that's our logo. Oh, let me get back. So yeah, that's that's our uh, one of my friends just made this graphic for me the other day. He's a college coach. Um, so right and, now uh, I'm seeing your. Um, there you go. That yes, this perfect. Yeah. So that's our that's our logo. Right I love there. that. I mean, like we were talking about this before we went on air about how much I like the logo. It's like branding <laughs> is important. It really is. You always wear a tie yeah. at games, coach. Yeah, that's one thing that um, I, I tried to convey to them my first year too, and I, I, I was about to touch on it before, and then we kind of got sidetracked. Um, I'm a phys ed teacher. I wear sweats and sneakers to work every day. <laughs> right. Um, and uh, and uh, I've I've worn a shirt and tie for every high school game I've coached, just because I was used to doing it from college, and I actually do feel weird when I'm even when I coach in a scrimmage and I'm wearing like a tracksuit or something like that. Right. I feel I feel weird. That's like, your uniform. Feel, That's your uniform. Right. Yeah. Um. For for a non-league game in the last couple of years, I've taken the tie off. Like I'm just wearing the shirt and uh, button. Yeah. When we go to Florida, I go to I go to shorts and a, a polo when I go to Florida because it's too freaking. I'm not. Yeah, but um, I wanted to you know like you know, I choose. I you know it means something to me. I care about our appearance. I want them to know that, you know, it's something that I take seriously. Um, you know, I've, there's, there's it's your preparation. In. I that's what I tell the guys when I make them more. I mean, where it's our preparation. It's your it's your jersey. You know, I, I tell them all the time. Like I've had kids forget shorts and sneakers, and how do you forget that? Like I pack my bag with my stuff the night before. I'm very very meticulous about how I pick out my Is there, socks. Because they have teenage boy brain. Trust me, I'm married to a psychologist. They have teenage boy brain. They don't think they don't think that far in advance. I want Trust to, me. I was I was in I went to Catholic school my whole life. I had teenage boy brain. I wasn't allowed to forget my tie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's always a for every action. There's a there's a reaction. So that's what I tell them. Something's gonna happen if you forgot it. You know. Yeah. So I mean, the graphic is a is a cool thing, and and I'm I'm not uh, at all um, someone who who boasts or is a pound my chest kind of person. Um, i one thing I know is that I. I would not have been where I'm at without the, the people that have helped me, the co have coached with me, that have looked out for me in the school and things like that. And that's something that I take seriously. But, you know, I think a situation where – you still with me? Oh, yeah, I mean, listen, man, like, listen. Yeah. You were frozen for a second. Um, oh, yeah, my, my Wi-Fi might. This time of night it gets a little weird. Um, let's show the video thing. Okay, so, well, this, this – if you want to see a, a really bad high school gym. Now, coach – the coach of the other team – 
if you can see my mouse. Oh my God, look at, okay, so, so make that full screen, there you go. Oh my God, look how small that gym is. So the coach at the school, one of my really good friends in the city, really nice guy, was actually uh, just got into the Iona Hall of Fame. He played at Iona College, his name is Phil Grant. I don't know if you're familiar with the name, but um, really nice guy. Uh, but yeah, this is one of the schools in our division, one of those charter schools I mentioned, Summit Academy, and this is the kind of thing that you can see. And which color are you guys? We're, we're the dark team. We're the blue okay. team. You got a big this kid was, under uh, basket, man. He's a big yeah, boy. Yeah, he was, he was raw. He was 6'9", though. Yeah. Um, and if you had seen him when he first started, it, it, it would have been a um, thing. And that's another thing that I'll touch on why I think we've been successful is because we've had to play different styles, different ways. Because like, we, we've been all, a full court man, a lot of different presses, so people that are listening, the court we're looking at right now, you literally it, it's literally like five feet from the top of the key to the to the center circle. Well, this, I, like I told you before, I, I literally did it in warm-ups. Like I can shoot comfortably from where my point guard is right there. Um, from the other three there. from the other three point yeah, line you yeah. can shoot to to, to yeah, make the bat the opposite other, way. That's the other free throw line he's standing at right now. I don't know if that's showing up on your screen, but yeah, it is right inside the circle of the free throw line um the center circle is yeah. not even a center circle it's like a like a little circle like it's crazy and and, and the crazy thing is and I, I didn't know this when until i guess he had to prove it to me the way i went to high school was a small court not small like this but small but we allow you to go back from um you can go over half court to basically the the top the other top of the key which is way further than it is here but that kind of rule is chosen by the home it's not a federation rule it's ah. home court it's home court decision. You, they don't let you – he chooses, and this is why I said it's an advantage. He chooses to not let you go back court. His kids can't either, but we've – this This is the – I think this is the fourth year we've played at that school. We've had, a, we've had to go back court 15 times in that gym. And, like, we're pretty smart about not turning the ball over. Um, but yeah, this is one of the, the smaller – Probably this the worst high school basketball gym I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, literally, the, look at the two guys are basically – I would trap every time. Like, that's what – Yeah, know. they don't really do that, which is weird. Um, right. They, they kind of run – they, they, they press and they play – they trap a little bit, but not like, you know, you would expect on that kind of court. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, see, I had a tie on that game, but this, this game got intense. I took the tie off. <laughs> It's somewhere over here. It's got probably, probably, got, uh, probably got thrown off. Do you always uh, – are there two officials or three? Two in, in, in D and A games. In, in double A in the biggest level, there's, uh, there's three officials. Um, but only, only two, and we don't, get the, we don't get the best ones. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, that's hard, too, when you only have two. I like three because there's always somebody in front of me. But yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. Let's see. Actually, there's a – when I was looking through the, uh, the clip, there was a funny one. That I, this is probably one of the worst. I took it out of the the ones I, I separated for the clip, but this is when I saw it in that game. I had to I had to bring it up just because it was one of the most egregious. Nope, not it either. Uh, one of the most egregious uh, calls I've ever seen in my life. It's so weird when you're showing the other court for the people that it looks like all the space between the top of the key and and half oh, court. This, that gym, that gym right there. We'll, we can bring that up. Um, that gym right there is one of the nicest. Um, this is probably the nice. If I had to choose, this is probably the nicest school, uh, basketball court in Brooklyn. Maybe other than LIU, the Division One. That that looks school. like you could see that in Wisconsin. That gym looks like a Wisconsin gym, probably. Yeah, this maybe gym, there'd be this seating gym. under the baskets, but yeah, yeah. We can go back to this program. That's, That's a nice gym. 
Yeah, that's nice. And our and our, our gym is really nice. I gotta find a clip of in our gym. But yeah, so I, I brought up a couple of things that I I think that um led to us building the program, like just little things where we didn't. Yeah, pull uh, you can pull up that that uh, those points you had too, because I think make sure you touched touched on all those. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, um, I, yeah. First year was an adjustment, players and us. We focused on building our culture. Like I said, they had 14 wins in their 11 history, 11 year history before we got there. Um, we we were 94 and 36. We're, we're 94 and 36 in our last five in our five years since. And how does it look for the future? Um, it depends on what that future is at this moment. That's a different question if you ask me. Uh, uh, let's say ago. let's assume there's a vaccine and we're playing in November. Um, we we actually, I mean, it was unfortunate. Let me get back to it's weird talking without being able to see you. Um. We we were we started out really slow this year. Um, we we graduated, and this is one thing I touch on. I, I think that we've been really good on adjusting. Um, so the first year going into the second year, first year we won 15 games. So if you think about it, in our first year we won, uh, we broke the school record for wins in our in our first year. Um, we got severely underseeded in in the city playoffs, which is a whole other situation. Is like just basically like. Is it a computer so, that does it, or is it you that do absolutely it? Absolutely not. It's people in a room that are not making the best decisions I've seen. Because Wisconsin's talking about having a computer do it, because a bunch of states in the Midwest have a computer do it. I think, that's I, I, I think that New York City basketball would be in far better hands if somebody from Wisconsin came and ran it, or anywhere from outside of New York. It's just so, like, people that played at this school and that school and used to coach here and, and too yeah many yeah people it's, are, there's no there's nobody outside looking in you need a neutral like yeah, yeah. This is what's best there's for everybody and, and, it, and it's it as much as they want to say that it is it's not right. um like my first my first year we we ended up being seated behind a team that they beat us twice in our division, but we had a better record. I understand they beat us twice, but we still had a better record than them. And most Nowhere, computers will take head to head above anything else. It will take head to head. But um, so we got really underseated um, our first year. We were the every year in, in the in the B and the A division of the New York City because the only rule is you have to be five hundred to make the playoffs. Okay. Um, and some of the some of the schools um, don't play. Like some of the divisions are not very hard. Um, so. Uh, every year there's about 55, anywhere from 50 to 55 teams in, in the playoffs. Okay. It's kind of like Vincent tournament if you think about it. Right. Um, and uh, we were the 31 seed uh, in, in, my, uh, in my first year. And we ended up getting a first-round home game against the 34 seed, and we handled that fine. And we went, we went to the number two seed. They were undefeated. Um, they play – I could pull up that gym, too. That gym is, that gym is tough. That's a tough place to play in. Um, am I still sharing? No, you're not. You stopped sharing. I'll, I'll, I'll pull that up and then I'll share. Okay. Um, and uh, they were undefeated and number two seed in the city playoffs. Could have been number one. I forget the. I forget who was number one that year, but oh, was another school from the Bronx. They just had, I guess, a better, I guess, um, out of conference. And uh, we ended up losing. We lost by one. I'm sorry. We lost by two. We were, the ball. The game was tied. With uh, 35 seconds left, kid on my team was our best player. Probably broke a play a little bit too early. Didn't get the shot we wanted. They ended up scoring on a really nice play, um, a really nice uh, out of bounds play um, to win the game. We lost by two at the at in their gym, and uh, we missed 19 free throws. Oh god, that and turnovers, missed free throws and turnovers just 
the reason I don't have as much hair as I used to have. Oh my god. Oh, I I said it to I said it to somebody the other day. I, only thing that's happened since I started coaching is I gained weight and I lost hair. I know. I'm um, calling it. I'm calling it the COVID nineteen. Like I'm putting on nine. I haven't, but I put on like four. But it's like the COVID nineteen is like me um, putting on nineteen pounds because all I'm doing is eating. Let's see if I can share it real quick so you can see another one of the, the tough gyms to play in. Um, and the crazy thing is I had never really been um, to other high school gyms outside of New York City until I started coaching AAU. Oh, yeah. I'm if you came to, me. like, the Midwest or went to Indiana and saw Newcastle's, was, like, hold 6,000, you'd be like, oh, my God. Yeah. Um, so this – this am I sharing now? You can see yeah, this? Yeah. So this is a really – This is a tiny gym. This is a tiny gym, too. And that's, like, red. The lighting is red. Um, this isn't, this is the second time we've played them. So this is last year. We ended up playing them in the sweet 16 and we lost uh, down to at halftime, had a really bad second half, but this is a perennial city power, uh, Fannie Lou Hamer, um, up in the Bronx by Yankee stadium. My God, there's a uh, pole under the basket. Look at those two things. I know they have them padded, but Holy crap. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and there's and, a, uh, and there's a water fountain. What happens is so, I mean, Oh my God. Really, really, really good coach. Good program. Um, they won the city championship last. Uh, they won a city championship two years in a row, then lost in the championship last year. Like powerhouse, but uh, they changed it. My first year when we played them, I can't pull that video up as easily because it's like right. buried in my email. Yeah. Um, I'll stop it here. Now they have three desks. My first year here, there they had like a scorers table that was on the court. Like the corners of it was on the court. Like if you ran. Like directly up the right sideline, you were again to hit it. And it just, I mean, it, this is it, not for people that are watching on YouTube. This is not a safe. This is not a safe. I mean, it's, it's it is what it is. It is what it is. It's old buildings. I get it. It is. You can't you can't fault the school. It's not. I mean, no, it's not no, fair. no. The schools have been around longer than you know. Who knows how long that school's been around? Yeah, I agree. All right, let's do those. Um, let's do the let's do the last couple points there, and then I have questions for you. I don't want to keep you all night, but I, I've got some questions for you too. So. Okay. Um, being different we started with yeah. defense um one thing that i think uh, really helped us is that you know I, i'd always been big on um working at camps i've worked at you know hoop group and five star and uh columbia university brown university you know Penn camp and you know building relationships with different coaches and things like that like you know the best part of working at those camps uh, the uh, coach morgan wooten's camp in, in maryland was the best yep. coach I've, uh, the best uh camp i've ever been to Every, every day they have coaches roundtables and stuff like that. It's awesome. And that, that's something that I could do all day is talk basketball. And right. Yeah. Wounds is great. what I like and here's what I see. And, um, but um, uh, one of the guys I, I coached, I coached at Columbia camp with was, was very big at like packaging and, and making everything uniform in his calls. Um, and, and I think that my second year I did it, my first year I did a little bit, but my second year I went to everything um, everything was packaged. So, um, you know, if you were to see our play call sheet, which I probably should have pulled up, but I can't really do that right now. Um, all of our defenses are colors. Okay. Um, so if you, and my thing was, if you hear me say color, you know, I'm changing a defense. Okay. Um, so, uh, you know, we have a, a bevy of different presses and, and I, I grew up when I played for, um, in college, we were, top five in the country every year I played in um, steals per game. Um, that had nothing to do with me. I was getting water. But uh, right. we, my coach was very big on um, pressure defense and changing things up. So, like, I brought a lot of that. So, all of our defenses are colors. 
Um, all of our baseline out of bounds plays are colleges. Um, okay. Sideline out of bounds plays are states. Okay. And then just kind of, just things like that that kind of brought in, you know, a different a d- uniformity, something that they can know. Um, getting buy-in, which I'm sure every coach speaks in for a lot of different things, but and to to roll to their roles. Like, truth be told, the first year, the first year we went 15-11. The second year we had a big turnaround, and um, we ended up going uh, 50, uh, 24 and five. We made it to the city final four. We were the number three seed in uh, the city playoffs. We went from the 31 seed to the three seed in a year. So I I don't know if that's the biggest jump in history, but it might be. Yeah, it's it a pretty be, big jump. Um, and that was just a, a big thing with buy-in and we started doing a lot of more in the summers and, you know, I didn't, cause I didn't get the, the coaching job until September. So I didn't really have a preseason. Yeah. That, um, that was like when I got my first job too. I think I got in October. I had like four weeks. It's crazy. But the, the year that we went to the, um, we went to the final four, like we were playing kids that they just, you know, at the risk of sounding mean, they just weren't very good at basketball. <laughs> But they were, you know, they were kids that, that, that played major minutes for us. And, and they, they really bought into to, to their roles and, and what we needed them to do and, and things like that. So, um, you know, I, I try to I, I emphasize to our guys about what really mattered, like, you know, leaving, leaving a bench better than we found it. Um, right, Lee. That's like grandma used to say that. Leave a place better than you found it. You know, you, you borrow somebody's um, car, you fill it up with gas. You know, you just leave the world a better place. I right. Guess. And uh, one of one of my prouder moments as as a coach was when uh, we had a scrimmage at our gym, and you know, I hammered them from the day they met me. Every other gym, pick up every water bottle, cup, paper towel. I don't care if it's yours. We're not going to be like, oh, who is on this bench? And then it's going to make our look. You stand like you represent more than uh, than you. Right. You represent your teammates, your coaches, your family, your school, all that. And I really hammered that all the time. And we had a scrimmage in our gym, and uh, the other school left their, their bench a mess. And I went over to – I'm trying to clean up the gym. It was a Saturday morning, right. right before the playoffs. And they were like – I was like, what are, what are we doing, guys? Like, let's get moving. He's like, no, coach, they got to come clean up their bench. Like, what are you talking about? I was like, look at the water bottle. And he's like, we don't leave other schools like this. It's not right that they do that to us. I was like, well, you're right, but I want to go home. Right. So, but I'm proud of you. Good point. Good point. Uh, <laughs> that means they were but, listening. That's the key is they were listening. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so things like that, and that, that kind of really bought in. And you know, I pulled up some, some video clips and when I knew that I might have to share a screen. So these are just, this is a non-league game a few years ago. There's no rhyme or reason to why I really chose some of these clips. But um, so, I mean, this is a, we were in the middle of a good game back and forth. We started pulling away here and I just like the shot back. Cl- you have a shot clock? Yes, we do. New York City does have a shot clock. And they put it on the floor? Uh, that's just if they can't mount it. That's like they didn't have their own, I guess. I don't know. Some schools are different. Some okay. schools have like uh, rolling scoreboards and uh, scoreboards. Dude, really I put grandma sta- that, That's one of the reasons I don't think we should have a shot clock unless everyone mounts it. I put grandma standing in front of that thing. Who the hell knows if you're going to see it? Yeah. I mean, look at that. <laughs> um, but I really, when I was looking through the clips and like I wasn't, there's no real rhyme or reason why I chose a lot of them. Um, I, I liked our bench's reaction. I, I, I think that it, it shows that, like, our guys really care about each other and they, they all got up and, was, you know, things like that. I, I videotape my bench, or especially early in the season. I put a camera. I, it's easy to get a camera and just point it at the bench. And then we scout the bench. Yeah, that's yeah. something I could uh, I could probably try to start doing. It, 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 but it's like, okay, you didn't play, but look at you. You're not, you're not in. You're not in. You know, what are you doing? Like, 
And then as soon as they think I'm doing it, it's like, all right, coach is this coach is serious about this. Yeah, and then this was a this was a charge. Was a, this team was undefeated at the time. Tough place to play. They packed their gym. It's extremely loud in there. It was, you can see the the cheerleaders are wearing Santa hats. It was the last day of school before Christmas. It was December twenty first. Big charge taken. Everyone got excited, and you know those kind of things. That and again, that's one of my favorite kids I've ever coached. Uh, give him a shout out right now. Keyshawn Truesdale right there, not good at basketball, not, he was not, but like he played his role and he played major minutes, ended up starting a lot of games. Hey everybody, hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you subscribe, like, jump up and down, review, do whatever you got to do. Um, also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Have a great Podcast Network.